Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Howdy there, everybody. Welcome to Growing in Grace. I am the Breeze Man, the Cap, Mike Kapler, uh, sitting across the table from me. It's a virtual table, though. Uh, he's over at his house, and I'm in mine. We're doing this via <laughs> Skype, and uh, we sure appreciate everybody, and we want to wish everybody a very Merry Christmas and a wonderful New Year to you as well. Uh, just a quick programming note. Uh, this uh, We're going to take a break. We won't be posting a new podcast on Christmas Day, so we're going to skip that one. But we'll be back on New Year's Day with a brand new podcast. So um, today uh, we're going to be talking, you know, speaking, you know, it is, of course, the Christmas season, talking about the birth of Jesus the Old Covenant, the New Covenant, all kinds of things that we've got in store for today. And uh, then I think when the New Year comes, we'll be talking some really great New Covenant stuff. So, Cap, how you doing? Uh, Merry Christmas to you, Cap, by the way. Merry Christmas to you, Joel, uh, as long as we can still say that in this country. I, I think we can. <laughs> On this program, um, it's Christmas. We're not talking any holiday stuff here. <laughs> Happy yeah. holidays. Well, and Seasons of course, greetings. the birth of Christ, God... It blows the mind. I, I know we can't wrap our brain around it. The birth of Christ, the God becoming a man, that is something to celebrate. As we read last week in Galatians, Christ was born of a woman. God himself became flesh. The Word became flesh, uh, John's Gospel tells us, and dwelt among us. He was born of a woman. He was born under the law, we talked about last week. So some of those things that Jesus talked about, sometimes in the New Covenant, we have to stop and realize when we start this New Testament reading in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, what was Jesus talking about? Who was he talking to? When was he saying it? Not everything Jesus said was meant for you and me. That's right, you know, and... Uh... A lot of the words that he said, as, as I left off last week with Romans 3.19, whatever the law says, it says to those who are under the law, that every mouth may be stopped and the world may become guilty before God. And so that's the reason the law was given. Jesus knew that. Jesus knew that that's why the law was given. Jesus knew that nobody would be saved by the law. And yet the law had a purpose. The law's purpose, as we find out in Galatians, it, it led to Christ but the law the law's purpose wasn't for Christians it was to lead people to Christ and so we find a lot of law talk from Jesus in Matthew Mark Luke and John as it records the various things that Jesus said and and that he did and you know an obvious example the one that always pops into my mind is the rich young ruler in Luke 18 uh, it says now a certain ruler asked him saying good teacher what shall i do what shall I do? An important question there. What shall I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus, of course, knows that there's nothing he can do to inherit eternal life. It's It's got to be by grace through faith. But Jesus was a little bit slick here, if I can put it that way. He said to him, why do you call me good? No one is good but one, that is God. But anyway, he gives him the commandments. He says, you know the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not murder. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Honor your father and your mother. Now, a casual glance at that, a Christian might look at that saying, hmm, all right, Jesus is telling this guy you got to keep the commandments. 
the, the guy said, I've kept all these things from my youth. And Jesus said, well, here, you've, you still lack one thing. Sell all that you have and distribute to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. And come, follow me. More of the red letters from Jesus Christ. Jesus' words to the man, sell all you have and distribute to the poor. And so people look at that thinking, to be a Christian, man, we need to sell all we have and just distribute to the poor. We need to keep the law. The rich young ruler heard this, and he became sorrowful. He became sad, for he was rich. So we could leave the story right there, and if that was the end of the story, I think most of us, pretty much every human being, would go away sad too, (laughs) because, my goodness, I don't love people enough to sell all that I have and give to the poor. I've not kept all the commandments. Again, Jesus was talking law to a person who asked him a question about the law. What shall I do to inherit eternal life? And I've kept all these commandments. And I think the purpose of this was to make the man think, and Jesus ended up saying to his disciples, the things that are impossible with men, which is keeping the law, are possible with God. And I think that's the bottom line for that story. It's got to be by grace through faith. It's impossible with man, but totally possible with God. So this is a pretty cool thing, God now walking the earth as a human being, and and the power of of the Holy Spirit flowing through him outwardly with these great manifestations of of healing and and raising the dead and and so many other great things, reaching out with compassion and mercy. And, you know, we could go through so many stories, Joel, but this was a, a man walking under the Old Covenant. He was an Old Covenant prophet. And I think that's that's the point we're trying to make here. Was it good news that Jesus was born? Of course it was. That baby in the manger that we're so familiar with uh, when it comes to the Christmas story. This is an incredible miracle. Born of a virgin. I mean, this this whole story is just something to soak up and enjoy and, and celebrate. But this isn't the beginning of the new covenant yet. Jesus had not yet fulfilled the law, but that's what he came to do. And some of these things, even like what you pointed out there with the rich young ruler, some of the things that Jesus was talking about in the red letter edition was not meant for you and me. It was meant for the people who were under the law. That's who he came to minister to. And so, I mean, even even the uh, when we were talking about the Sermon on the Mount last week, Joel, uh, the Lord's Prayer is an old covenant prayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, forgive us our debts, forgive us our sins, uh, as we forgive our debtors. Well, really, that's an old covenant prayer because under the new covenant, the blood of Christ, uh, the New Testament tells us through Paul's writings and others that we have already been forgiven and that we don't forgive others to be forgiven. We're already forgiven. And that, you know, don't lead us into temptation. Well, the, the new covenant reveals to us in the writings of the New Testament writers that God doesn't lead us into temptation. Deliver us from the evil one. The New Covenant tells us we have been delivered. So those are some things to think about as, as we read the ministry, read about the ministry of Jesus as, as, a, as an Old Covenant prophet. Yeah, and I think, you know, here's where the difference is between, well, let, let, me, just, let me just put it this way. Last week I, I read from Philippians 3, I think it was, where Paul talked about how he had formerly been under the law, but he had to count it all as rubbish. A little bit before that, Paul in, in Philippians 2, Paul talks about the birth of Christ, basically, Jesus coming as a man. He, he talks about Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, 
taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself. And here's the key. You know, it was great that Jesus was born. You know, he humbled himself and became just like us. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself. And here's the key. He became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. That is the difference right there. Jesus Christ and his death on the cross. Therefore, God has also highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name. And you can go on and read what Paul says there more about that. But the death, Jesus' death, it was wonderful and his birth had to happen. It was wonderful that he became as a man. But if he had merely simply been born and been a teacher of the law, or even if he, just say Jesus had come and he just preached grace all the time, it wouldn't mean a thing. It wouldn't, it would mean absolutely nothing unless Jesus had died. And, and uh, we're getting to uh, really the main point of our program here today. And Cap, I'll let you uh, move on with more of that. Well, something I've heard you talk about before, Joel, it's, it's in Hebrews chapter 9, verse 16, for where there is a testament there must also of necessity be the death of a testator for a testament is in force after men are dead since it has no power at all while the testator lives therefore not even the first covenant was dedicated without blood for when Moses had spoken every precept to all the people according to the law he took the blood of calves and goats with water scarlet wool and sprinkled both the uh, both the uh, book itself and all the people saying, this is the blood of the covenant which God has commanded you. And so the, the point I'm trying to make here, well, and it goes on here in verse 22, uh, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission. Some versions say no remission of sin. But the point that we're trying to make is that Jesus, uh, the new covenant, the new testament, he being the testator, and none of that does anybody any good until he dies. And just like if somebody were to leave you something in their will, that will really doesn't hold much water until the, until the uh, testator, the one who wrote the will, uh, until they die, it really doesn't do you, Joel, a- any good. Yeah, the person has to die in order for the, the testament or the covenant or whatever it is to go into effect. It's written and uh, everything is, is ready to go it's, it's, you know, as long as that person dies and then that testament comes into effect, that will or the testament. And so... What's important here, again, it was very important that Jesus was born. If he hadn't been born as a man, he couldn't have died as a man. But all of his teachings and everything would mean absolutely nothing. They, they would just simply be teachings <laughs> if they didn't lead up to something. And what they really led up to was the death of Jesus Christ. And so with his death, this new covenant came into being. It wasn't his birth, and again, we're approaching Christmas here. We celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ and everything that came along with it. And and by the way, I'm not so much sure that it was a silent night, even though it was a holy night. A baby crying, (laughs) it's not so silent when he's born. But anyway, the fact (laughs) that Jesus was born, it was wonderful. But without his death, none of the new covenant would have been in, in effect. Yeah, and we were using the word testament there out of the New King James Version, but another word for that in the Greek is covenant. The new covenant could not begin 
until the death of Jesus Christ. It did not start at his birth, and that is so important to understand. This is a big deal, Mm -hmm. to understand the difference. We are no longer under the old. We are under a new and better covenant, the writer of Hebrews says, established upon better promises. And that is great, great news. Yeah, but it is great news. And so I, I... I don't want to give the impression that nothing that Jesus said was important. All of it was important. Everything sure. that Jesus said had meaning, but it, it, you know we got to look at all of this in context. Again, within the context of his death, a lot of what he said and a lot of what he did was Old Covenant stuff. And, and, and again, it had a purpose. There was a purpose for all of that. But uh, with his death, then, all of that law stuff... The law was nailed at the cross with Christ, and so uh, as we're approaching New Year's, you know, what better thing to talk about? Again, we're gonna we're gonna be taking a break next week. Next week is is Christmas Day, and we'll take a break from that. But then uh, we'll enter into a brand new year, and what better thing than uh, to start off with than talking about this wonderful new covenant? Now that the death of Christ has happened and He has uh, risen again many, many wonderful things. As you said, Cap, better promises is a better covenant. Uh, The book of Hebrews uses that word better a whole bunch of times, and so we'll get into talking about why it's better, what all is involved with the new covenant uh, coming up in a couple weeks here on Growing in Grace. Merry Christmas, everybody, and a happy new year. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.